Welcome to the White House Family Spoken Novels Podcast, Episode 405. Today we're reading Chapter 45 of the novel, All the Bishop's Children, Book 2, by Daniel White III, with his wife Marika White. Having only an 8th grade education, Dwight found studying the Bible a difficult and slow process, so he stuck to what he was most comfortable with preaching. No matter how his sermons started, he always ended them on the love of God. Go out and love on somebody with God's love, were his parting words after nearly every sermon. Then he would add, because love is what it is. For some months now he had been disturbed in his thoughts as to the direction in which he was taking the church. Dear God, I feel like I am not giving the people fully what you want me to give them. There is something missing, and I cannot quite put my finger on it. Lord, please show me what to do. Show me what's missing. I want your will to be my will. This became Dwight's daily prayer as he wrestled for understanding, discernment, insight, and wisdom to shepherd the flock entrusted into his care. He picked up every devotional or Bible study book he could get his hands on but none seemed to unlock the door to his understanding. Lord, give me understanding that I may lead your people in the right direction. Dwight prayed. Rosalind, Billy Graham is holding an evangelistic meeting in South Carolina next week. As you know, I've been wanting to go hear him preach live, so I'm planning on going up there to hear him, Dwight said to his wife after hearing the meeting announced via the television following one of the radio broadcasts. Isn't that kind of short notice, Rosalind said. They have been announcing it for about a month now. I was debating whether or not to go, but my mind's made up. I'm going to the meeting, Dwight said. Why can't you just listen to him on the radio or the television? I'm sure they'll air it live as they normally do, Rosalind said. I'm sure they will, but there's just something about being a part of a live event, Dwight said. I hope you plan on going by yourself because I'm just not up to any long traveling, especially on such short notice, Rosalind said. On top of that, I need to give my boss at least a two weeks notice unless it's a dire emergency. You can get the two to three days off if you really want to. I was thinking of making it a mini vacation, just the two of us. The children can stay with Mother Randall. I know she would enjoy their company, Dwight said. Going to a church meeting is not my idea of a vacation, Rosalind said. I'll just go by myself then. I'll probably enjoy the ride better, Dwight muttered. Yes, you probably will, Rosalind said. Anyway, if you had been listening to the weather report, a hurricane is on the way. It's been sitting out in the Atlantic, but it's slowly making its way towards Florida. I'll make it to the meeting and back before it hits hard, Dwight said. Just make sure I take my weather radio with me so I can keep up with the weather. Dwight planned on pulling out early Thursday morning. The weather was not looking favorable on Monday morning, or rather Monday evening. The hurricane unexpectedly had picked up speed and hidden the Florida coast had started moving up the eastern seaboard, causing some damage along its way. I think you should reconsider, Rosalind said. I may never have this opportunity again, especially with my health acting up as it has been lately, Dwight said. I'll just have to go by faith. After all, the Bible does say safety is of the Lord. 
The hurricane showed no signs of letting up by daybreak on Tuesday morning. Dwight pulled out around 9 o'clock. He listened closely to the weather report over the radio as he prayed for traveling mercies the entire trip. A steady drizzle accompanied him. The hurricane seemed to hover over the Georgia-Florida state line, causing more damage. Power lines were down. People were flooded out of their homes. Trailer homes were carried away by the wind. Residents were advised to move as far inland as they could. If you'll just hang where you are for a while, I'll make it to South Carolina safely, Dwight thought as he sped through Georgia. About two hours remaining to reach his destination, Dwight was forced to stop at a hotel as the hurricane had picked up in its intensity and had started up the eastern seaboard at a rapid speed. It had expanded and was covering more ground inland. We have never seen a hurricane move with such fervor, the weatherman said. Disappointed that he had to stop, Dwight turned on the television in his hotel room about 30 minutes before the meeting was scheduled to begin, hoping to pick up the first night's meeting. The reception on the religious channel, as on the other channels, was unclear in both picture and sound. Dwight also turned on the hotel radio. As he kept turning the knob on the radio to get a better reception, a commanding voice grabbed his attention. Dwight was surprised at his clarity. Hey, that sounds like Billy. I know the meeting hasn't started yet. He glanced at his watch. This must be one of his old sermons to occupy our time until they can air the meeting clearly. Sitting up against the headboard with two pillows behind his back, Dwight made himself comfortable on the bed. As soon as Evangelist Mordecai Ham started his sermon, he opened his Bible and talked straight from his text. He talked loudly, even though there was an amplifying system. I have no recollection of what he preached about, but I was spellbound. In some undefinable way, he was getting through to me. I was hearing another voice, as was often said by Dwight L. Moody when he preached, the voice of the Holy Spirit. I became deeply convicted about my sinfulness and rebellion, and confused. How could this evangelist be talking to me, of all people? I had been baptized as a baby. I had gotten into mischief once in a while, but I could hardly be called wicked. I resisted temptations to break the moral code my parents had so strictly instilled in me. I was even the vice president of my youth group in our church, although granted it wasn't a particularly vital organization. On that night, Dr. Ham finished preaching and gave the invitation to accept Christ. After all his tirades against sin, he gave us a gentle reminder, but God commendeth his love toward us, in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. His song leader, Mr. Ramsey, led us all in Just As I Am, four verses, then we started another song, Almost Persuaded, Now to Believe. On the last verse of that second song I responded, I walked down to the front, feeling as if I had lead weights attached to my feet and stood in the space before the platform. I checked recommitment on the card I filled out. After all, I had been brought up to regard my baptism and confirmation as professions of faith too. The difference was that this time I was doing it on purpose, doing it with intention. For all my previous religious upbringing and church activity, 
I believe that that was the moment I made my real commitment to Jesus Christ. Dwight listened intently. For the next hour, the radio speaker had his attention. So much so, he forgot about the live Billy Grime evangelistic crusade he was trying to get to. Thank you for joining us for this episode of White House Family Stories. You may purchase a copy of this novel and any other Christian fiction books read on this podcast from Amazon.com. Now, dear listener, please know that God, the divine author of all things, wants to write a great story with your life as well. But first, you must give him the pen by trusting him with the life he gave you and surrendering your heart to Jesus Christ as Savior. Here is how. 1. Accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7.20, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good, and sinneth not. Romans 3.23 reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 2. Accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. 3. Accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 10.28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The Bible says in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. 4. Accept the fact that you cannot do anything to save yourself. The Bible states in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. 5. Accept the fact that God loves you more than you love yourself, and that he wants to save you from hell. Jesus Christ said in John 3:16. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. With these facts in mind, please repent of your sins, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and pray and ask him to come into your heart and save you this very moment. The Bible states in the book of Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Dear friend, if you are willing to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, please pray with me this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. I now believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life today. Amen. If you believed in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose again, allow me to say congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, go to gospelightsociety.com and read 
what to do after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. Once again, thank you for listening, and may God bless you until next time.